From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tuns. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Rick. And this is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mothers. 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 So this is a bit of a change of pace. We are actually not recording this during a brew day. Yeah. That is that is a new one on us. It's kind of nice. It is actually kind of nice. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like yeah. it's it's just you know a little bit quieter. Like there's yeah. nothing crazy going on. Not worried about getting through this before the boil. <laughs> like oh no, what horrible thing is gonna happen now? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, just good stuff. Yeah, uh, you missed you missed the last uh, <laughs> the last brew. Um, so I'll kind of mm-hmm. go over that when I'm talking about what I've been doing in brewing lately. Oh yeah, it sounds and, good. Uh, yeah, so what have you been doing uh, in beer lately, man? Nothing, man. Again. Nothing. Nothing. Like I said, like like we said, there's not going to be much going on outside of this. Yeah. I think this summer I'm going to try to brew something on my own, but right now... We have so much beer, man. Yeah. Like, those shelves are now officially full. Yeah. So, we got that going. <sighs> so, that's, that's nine cases there. There's another we gotta have two a, and a half on... We're going to have a drinking party <laughs> soon. <clears throat> Yeah, trying to find the time to do it. All right, we party. need to make room on our shelves. Everyone come over Everybody and drink Everybody come over this. and get hammered, please. <laughs> We'd appreciate that. Um, let's see. All right, so me, I did the Goza. Uh, it was a fairly uneventful brew day, except I had more boil-off than I expected by about a gallon and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, but, and we hit over uh, over three points, so I could have back-added some water, but I wasn't too worried about, like, three points is three points. Yeah. Not good. like I was. It, yeah, it'll um, be fine. I think. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be fine. Uh, and then, let's see. Yeah, so I start. I got started on that a little late, and then it, it was a hour, two hour mash, and so that was a pain in the butt. Mm. Uh, and then, like everybody left, and then Miles showed up, and then we started drinking whiskey and finishing the beer, and yeah, <laughs> it worked. Out, it worked out pretty good. Uh, and then let's see. Then the next day was Beer Fest Day, so we did Cave Fest on Saturday. And that oh, was that was a ton of fun. Yeah, you called me Saturday night. Yes. You don't remember that? Nope. <laughs> Do we have a good conversation? Yeah. You called me. And you're like, Rick, what are you doing? And I was at my friend's surprise birthday party. Oh, okay. And then you were like, oh, Carlos and I are listening to music in the basement. We're pretty drunk. Well, I don't think Carlos is. And then I heard Carlos, no, I'm not. Like he was, he he sounded like you drug him to the basement and made him sit and listen to music. Well, okay, he may not have been at that point, but he was by the end of the night because he was doing like pints of whiskey. <laughs> it was just fun. we're pretty drunk. I don't think Carlos is. No, I'm not. <laughs> he was. He did not he sound was amused. Not, he's very nonplussed. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Sounds about right. No, it was it was a really good beer fest. Uh, usually, I I run into some issues with uh, with getting real sick after that beer fest. Yeah. Not this year. Mm. Woke up, no hangover, didn't puke at all. It was a real good fest for me. Nice. Uh, that is yeah. good. It had some good beers. Uh, they had uh, had darkness uh, nine, eleven, and twelve. So Ooh. I missed ten by just a short margin. <coughs> but all right, yeah. So that was that was pretty good. Um, 
some good sours, which you would have loved. And yeah, yeah, a couple of really good stuff. Uh, Three Sheeps had a really good Imperial Stout there that I was I was very, uh, very oh. surprised with. Um, and then Pitchfork brought their uh, bourbon barrel aged barley wine, and Jeff was very very heavy with the pours on that. Mm-hmm. So that was that was fun too. Just a lot of it was it was a, it was a really good day. It sounds good. Yeah, I wish I could have gone. All right, yeah, so we have some homebrew to taste. I don't mm-hmm. I I don't know what we should start with. Let's start with the homebrew. Well, they're both homebrew. Uh, let's start with that one. Let's okay. Start the top. Then so we'll do the, yeah. uh, we have our first listener brew. Yeah, uh, listener contribution. Um, Thomas sent uh, sent us in some uh, some wine. So thank you, Thomas. He also sent a uh, some some malt and some hops and some uh, yeast energizer, so you can finish your damn mead. Yes, I, I appreciate it. Thomas. You're the best. I, he got he got us some yeast and well, like, the mead's the, still sitting there. So and this, there's this, this fancy fine. stuff on the yeah. He's got fancy man. packaging on that thing. Like, how long did it take him to pack it? Like it, <laughs> like bottling sucks. Bottling sucks already. <laughs> <laughs> we were at the we were he's at the liquor fancy, store like, slash uh, homebrew supply store <laughs> right before this, and we had a very spirited discussion about <laughs> how much bottling is the worst. Yeah, uh, with with the owner. So that was that was a lot of fun. Ooh. He agreed. I was, I was I was expecting a hiss. I did not get a hiss because it's wine, and I hadn't hadn't processed that yet. So this is very fancy packaging you got here, Thomas. There you go, man. Have a little bit of mead. Mead. M e a d mead. What 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 is that? A little bit of water in that. Oh, sorry. I don't want water right. with my. Mead. So it's very light in color. Um, just like a like a pale gold, yeah, like crystal clear. It is perfectly clear, and it's like yeah, like a hint of gold, like pretty Aroma? much clear. Smells smells like mead. Like I don't, mead. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, we don't I'm know not, enough about we mead don't know to enough about mead. Critique this very yeah. very heavily, but yeah. Oh wow. Hmm. Yeah, wow, that is that is horrible, Thomas. You should send us the rest of your supply. <laughs> yes, we'll get rid of it. <laughs> we'll we'll dispose of this properly for you. No, in all seriousness, this is this is very good. It's got a very light, uh, very light sweetness. Well, it's got a really light nose. Like when you first mm-hmm. take that sip, it's almost like you got water in your mouth. Mm-hmm. But it's not a bad thing because then you get the the, honey. the full taste of the mead. Yeah. It's not super sweet, like, like no. Uh, you know what it is? It's it's kind of like a bell curve of sweetness. Yeah, because all all that sweetness is right in the middle, and yeah. then it dries out real nice. It does. It dries um, out very like nicely. It, it's, it starts. It starts very light, and then you get like a big like pow honey. Yeah, and then there's that big honey flavor in the middle. Well, it's not really big compared to some other meads, but well, no, but like that's on the where bell, the peak yeah, is. That's, yeah, that's where the peak is, and. This is immensely drinkable. Mm-hmm. I should have asked him what the ABV was. Actually, I'll get that from him, and we'll talk about that on the next show, because I think we have one more bottle left, unless I drink that for my birthday this week. <laughs> this week. Yeah, we do have another bottle, and then two bottles of some other. Oh, thing. yeah, the red wine. He said to let that one settle a little bit before we, so, before we, before we did that one. So We'll, we'll save that one. We'll for save that one for uh, next week or something, or maybe sure. a couple weeks out. Yeah. 
No, this is a very, very good mead. I like it. It's, I would, I would say this is crushable. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very drinkable. Thomas, you've made a dangerous mead here. This is very dangerous. I want this recipe. I don't mm. even know what the alcohol content is, but it doesn't taste like alcohol. Nope, it's an, it's infinite mead. Mm-hmm. Just immediately bonkers gone. Yeah, it doesn't taste like there's even alcohol in it. No, this is just juice. Give Maybe he's just tricking us. Like <laughs> he just sent us some some non-alcoholic mead. Wow, this is good. Yeah, it is good. Thank you for sending that, yes, Thomas. Thank you. We'll, we'll get you a gift of appreciation. Yes, I you think. will. You'll be receiving some sort of gift bag. <laughs> yeah, except it'll be in a box. Probably a box, but we so, could put a bag in the box. We could. Let us know if you want a bag. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> is a bag important to you? I mean, it'll be like a. Like a brown bag. But to be fair, by the time this goes up, this I think this episode is two weeks out, or maybe mm-hmm. only a week yeah. out from. Actually, no, this one's only a week out. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yep. But it'll probably be a bag from the grocery store. It's not going to be a cool bag. Oh. I don't know. Maybe it'll draw a face on it. We could draw some stuff on it. Well, I have a talent for drawing one thing and one thing only. Well, we can draw a bunch of dicks on it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, if you insist, that's something we could do. You might get a bag of dicks. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, there might be dicks on the bag, but it won't be a bag of dicks. It kind of will be. It'll be a bag with dicks drawn all over it. Mm. And now I'm out of mead, and that makes me sad. That's I good mead. That's good mead, Thomas. Oh, oh, well done. Oh, 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 that's a beautiful pour. Why does my pour suck? Oh, wait, no, it's getting better. Yeah. And you can put the whole bot like, the yeast is, is good in this beer, remember? Yeah, that's right. Because this one's not no banana. Oh, well, that's good, because it smells like banana Laffy Taffy's in here. <laughs> Oh, yes, it does. <laughs> it straight up smells like banana Laffy Taffy. Which I'm not mad about. No, no. I like... That's the best Laffy Taffy. <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right, come on. There is, there is a small movement of people who really hate the banana Laffy Taffy, though. Yeah, I mean, but there's always a small contingent of wrong people. Yeah, that's right. You're right about that. All right. Let me finish up some of this mead. Mm, mead. All right, so we are tasting today um, our uh, our German wheat ale or our Weiss beer, or I guess more commonly known like this this st- or this one in particular is definitely a Hefeweizen. Um, mm-hmm. Like especially yours, you got. I should have uh, given the bottle a little bit of a roll so that yeast was more evenly distributed. But yeah. this mine's a little on the clearer side, but there's still some haze there. Well, we can try each other's. Yeah, see what the difference is. All but- right, so. Um, why don't we... All right, so the recipe, just so we remember here, uh, was seven pounds of uh, German wheat malt and three pounds of German Pilsner with half an ounce of Hollertau. And then we use uh, uh, Stefan uh, Weizen yeast uh, from Weist 3068. <laughs> all right. Um, so I guess kind of, let's kind of go over... Uh, our, our overall impression that we're looking for, a pale, refreshing German wheat beer with high carbonation, dry finish, a fluffy mouthfeel, and a distinctive banana, but banana, banana, got a lot of banana, you got some banana in there, <laughs> banana and clove, uh, yeast character. All right. So let's start with the aroma, uh, the aroma. 
moderate to strong uh, phenols, usually clove, and fruity esters, typically banana. The balance and intensity of the phenol and ester components can vary, but the best examples are reasonably balanced and fairly prominent. The hop character ranges from low to none, a light to moderate weed aroma, uh, which might be perceived as bready or grainy, may be present, but other malt characteristics should not. Optional but acceptable aromatics can include a light to uh, moderate vanilla character and or a faint bubblegum aroma. None of these optional characteristics should be high or dominant, but often can add to the complexity and balance. Mm-hmm. Well, banana, wheat, that's what I smell. I get a hint of the clove in there. Like yeah. There's, there's that spicy clove yeah, like on, on the back of that, end the, of the... the phenols there. The big thing's banana, for sure. Yeah. No, it definitely goes banana, wheat, clove. Yeah. But there's a lot of each one, I think. Like. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're all pretty so noticeable. Would you say we hit the aroma? I think so, yeah. It's I mean, they said that they can be they don't have to be completely balanced and it's not balanced. There's it's more not, banana, yep. but it smells good. It smells like it's tasty. Mm-hmm. And then it matches all those categories of smells, so All right. I think we got it. Check on aroma. That's good. Check. All right. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. All right. Appearance. Pale straw to golden color. A very thick, moussey, long-lasting white head is characteristic. The high protein content of wheat impairs clarity in an unfiltered beer, although the level of haze is somewhat variable. Well, we got haze. Mm-hmm. We got haze for days. We This one's hazy for daisy for yes. sure. Uh, we got... Big, fluffy, pillowy, moosey, white head. Mm-hmm. Like, look at that. That is just. Yep. That is. That's that is not a, going anywhere. That is a beautiful. Like, uh, you're gonna you're gonna end up with a head slug on that one. Yep. You know, like that 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 like that like thing of foam that just stays around in the beer forever and it floats there like a little iceberg, like it wants to kill the Titanic. That's yeah. just gonna happen here. Yep. That's not going anywhere. No. Um. Uh, pale straw to golden color. Uh. I would say this is straw. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, straw. I'd say that's straw toward the golden side. Yeah. All right. So, appearance, do you think we nailed it? I think we have the appearance for sure. All right, that's two. (laughs) The important one. Hey, man, we're two for two so far. Mm -hmm. All right, now the important one, flavor. Low to moderately strong banana and clove flavor. The balance and intensity of the phenol and ester components can vary, but the best examples are reasonably balanced and fairly prominent. Optionally, a very light to moderate vanilla character and or faint bubblegum notes can accentuate the banana flavor, sweetness, and roundness. Neither should be dominant if present. The soft, somewhat bready, or grainy flavor of the wheat is complementary, and as is a slight grainy sweet malt character. Hop flavor is very low to none, and hop bitterness is very low to moderately low. Well-rounded flavor, flavorful palate with a relatively dry finish. The perception of sweetness is more due to the absence of hop bitterness than actual residual sweetness. Um, a sweet or heavy finish would significantly impair drinkability. Yep. So banana is definitely in the oh yeah, there's some the banana thing there. there. Um, and then I get that like grainy sweetness as well, kind of in the body. Yeah, like uh, like like bread dough mm-hmm. almost. The banana carries through the whole thing. That uh, the malty sweetness is kind of in that body. 
and then it finishes kind of malty, kind mm-hmm. of doughy like. Um, yeah, it tastes good. It tastes very good. It's a good drinker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that is. That's good. Are those still cold? The wine steppers there? Yeah. Open up one of those bottles. I kind of want to try it side by side. <clears throat> we can do that. I accidentally brought bought the wrong beer for I the mean, show. I mean, I wasn't going to bring that up. <laughs> I thought I was going to say that these were left over from the other show. Eh, I'll bring it up. Why not? Let me use this. Uh-oh. I, uh, I went too far. No. I went too far. Kind of overflow now. Ours uh, has a fresher flavor. I feel like, and I mean that's good because this is imported from Germany. Try that one. These are different. Oh, hang on. All right. Um. Well, we we have we have one more that we have to do besides flavor. Yeah, we'll get to that. Hmm. Your uh, your bready character is more intense. Yeah, that's that's probably why I noticed it more than you did. Yeah, my banana is a little bit more. Yep. Yeah, because well, you got most of the yeast in there. Right. Boop. <laughs> Good either way, though. Yeah, this is very clear. Yeah. Like I think our colors are are very similar, but ours is uh, ours is hazy, so it's capturing the light more and looking a little bit darker. Right, than the wine Stefaner. One, well, this might be like filtered or something. Yeah, or all the yeast is caked at the bottom and needs to be swirled in. That's true too. Um, but all right, so flavor. Did we hit her? I think we hit the flavor. It matches the categories and stuff. Hmm. Man, it it's like banana bread. Mm-hmm. Like that is banana bread in a glass right there. It kind of is, and I like it. <laughs> I'm not mad about it. No, not even like I kind of just want to like get some bananas and like drop one in there, <laughs> just to see. I don't know what it'll do. <laughs> Dressing your beer. <laughs> All right, uh, mouthfeel: medium light to medium body, never heavy. Suspended yeast may increase perception of body. Uh, the texture of wheat <laughs> imparts the sensation of a fluffy, creamy fullness that may progress to a light, spritzy finish aided by high to very high carbonation, always effervescent. Well, I mean, this is effervescent. You can see the bubbles just going to town yep. in my glass. Um, yours does have a like a slightly heavier mouthfeel. It does, but um, that's just Which the I yeast. don't hate. But that's the yeast. Yeah, no, it's definitely yeah. the yeast, yeah. yeah. Um, yours is also a little bit breadier. Yep. Um, I don't know which 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 one do you prefer the the yeast filled or the the clearer one? I like that one better right now. But I think if we would have swirled this and it was evenly distributed, yeah, I'd instead like of that all the yeast slug in that one, yeah, yeah. So so we'll try that. I mean, we have a few more bombers, so we, a few, yeah, a couple of two or three there, <laughs> a couple of them, yeah. All right, so I think we hit the mouthfeel too. I think so too. I think we we hit all of our stuff here. Is is that another success? Is it another success? Oh shit! Then we are, our successes finally outweigh our failures. I think they do. Because <laughs> now it's three to two instead of two to two. Yes. Woohoo! 
Next week is join us next week for Australian sparkling ale, and we really <laughs> will have to figure out if we succeeded or not. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I know from tasting it went out of the fermenter when we were bottling. It tasted good. It sure I have did. no idea if it fits the style. No idea. We're gonna like that's one where we have to go through line by line yeah. and really figure it, it out. It tastes nice. No, it does taste pretty but nice. But maybe it fits the style. We'll, we'll find out. Or maybe it just tastes like a style that I like that's not. <laughs> maybe that it just one. tastes like a pale ale. <laughs> <laughs> well, it didn't taste like that. We know. No, it, yeah, it was it was an interesting interesting beer for sure. Yeah. But we'll figure out more once we get it. One, now that it's carbonated, because that's a big part of it with the sparkling. Mm. But we need the sparkles bit. Yep. Yeah. So we'll we'll evaluate a little further right. on that. Um, Belgian dark <laughs> strong ale. This one gave you that that you wanted yep. earlier. All right. So we are going to be talking about another demon beer. Uh. Category 26D, Belgian Dark Strong Ale. I don't know. <laughs> it's out of control. What the hell did you do? I don't know. Pouring into this glass does not work for me. No, apparently not. I need paper towels. Uh, We're out of paper towels at the moment because I haven't gotten to the grocery store. Um, I have a situation. Oh, uh, there's there's some towels over by the by the by the stairs. So while you're doing that, I'm going to go over overall impressions real quick. I got beer on my dick. <laughs> All right, guys. Overall impressions. Uh, a dark, complex, very strong Belgian ale with a delicious blend of malt richness, dark fruit flavors, and spicy elements. Complex, rich, smooth, and dangerous. Yeah, it actually does say dangerous, man. Dangerous. Dangerous. Well, I mean, yeah, it attacks you out of the glass and goes straight for the nibbly bits. That was danger. Now, <laughs> see if I can do this without having my glass explode. Oh, yeah. look at that! I can. Oh, you tilted your glass sideways, like you, sh- like I should have. Like you should have. Okay, <laughs> it's good to know. Okay. okay. Uh, you ready to uh, to talk about some aroma? I got a. I, yeah, I, it's in my thing here. Hang on. Okay. Well, uh, while you're doing that, man, have you seen American Gods yet? Holy crap, that show is good. What? American Gods started on Stars uh, oh, uh, this past week. I've never heard of it. Oh, so. it's uh, Neil Gaiman's novel. Uh, basically, like. Uh, as, as new cultures came to America, they brought their gods with them, but then they stopped uh, worshipping those gods, and so they're waning in power, and there's new gods coming up, and they're warring with each other. It's really good. I highly recommend it if you haven't watched it yet. I wish they were sponsoring us. Hey, Neil Gaiman, uh, if you want to sponsor a homebrew podcast, you know... Which uh, one are we looking for here? We'll make, we'll make some beers for you. Help you out. You help us out, we'll help you out. What am I looking for here? Uh, it's... Page uh, 67. Oh, 67. Yeah. PDF page 67. It's actually page 53 in the style guideline. I know. I'm trying to get my phone to show where I'm at. Ah, Dark Strong. Yeah, there it is. <clears throat> there you go. Man. Okay. All right. Aroma. Aroma. Oh, you, you caught the overall impression, right? I did. Yeah. All right, good. Um, aroma is complex with a rich, sweetie, sweet... Come on, you can do this. Fucked up in the first sentence. 
It bodes well. Complex with a rich, sweet, malty presence, significant esters and alcohol, and an optional light to moderate spiciness. The malt is rich and strong and can have a deep, bready, toasty quality, often with a deep caramel complexity. The fruity esters are strong to moderately low and can contain raisin, plum, dried cherry, fig, or prune notes. Spicy phenols may be present, but usually have a peppery quality, not clove-like. Light vanilla is possible. Possible. Mm. Possible. Alcohols are soft, spicy, perfumey, and or rose-like. Okay. And are low to moderate in intensity. Hops are not usually present, but a very low spicy floral or herbal herbal uh, hop aroma is acceptable. No dark roast malt aroma. No hot alcohols or solventy aromas. It's good to know. Keep your dark roast malt aroma. No banana. Out of here. <laughs> no banana, but you can have raisin. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, the commercial example that we're trying is the the Trappist uh, uh, Rockfort. Roquefort. I think it's is it Rochefort? Rochefort? I don't I don't, I don't speak Belgian. I don't either. It's I've I've called it Rochefort. Okay. Rochefort. R O C H E F O R T. Uh and this is the eight. I pronounced it like an um, American. I yeah. looked at it and pronounced it how it says it. So I said Rochefort. <laughs> um so that's 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 the that's the style that we're uh that we're tasting <laughs> as we're going along here and it's it's one of the recommended styles. Pretty easy to find, at least for us. Uh we knew well. Rick knew exactly where it was because Belgians are his go-to style. Mm. They they were they were originally. Oh, and then then you grew a conscience. Well, I still like or Belgians. I uh, this is this is a style I still like. Mm. Um, I wasn't supposed to taste that yet. Damn it. I I, I liked. I started with wit beers when I got into craft beer, which is a pretty easy entry level. Yeah. Um, but I I still like my my doubles and my triples. And then this, the strong dark. All right. But, so uh, aroma, yeah. I get plum. Yeah, I got plum and fig. Plum and fig, uh, and then like a little bit. There's like a peppery yeah. note there. Yep, I'm getting the pepper. <clears throat> For sure. And then there's there's some sort of alcohol aroma. Um, I think it's hitting that rosy like. Yeah. 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 It's there's something a little bit like, like almost floral, like rosy. floral or perfumey, like it's it's right yeah. there, and I think that's what that is. Yep. But yeah, no, uh, no dark malt aroma, but it is a dark looking beer. So yeah. All right. So appearance: uh, deep amber to deep coppery brown in color. Uh, dark in this context implies more deeply colored than golden. <laughs> when does it not imply that? <laughs> <laughs> Compared to water, everything's dark, so maybe that's what they mean. Uh, huge, dense, uh, moussey, persistent, cream delight, uh, tan-colored head uh, can be clear to somewhat hazy. So we got that. We got that head. Yeah, and that's sticking around pretty good. Um, is this more deeply colored than golden? Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it's it's <laughs> copper brown. Yep. Uh, what's the clarity like? I'm having trouble kind of discerning that with. It's uh, a little hazy. How dark it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There we go. I saw some like some particles. Yeah. It's 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 hazy. Yeah. 
All right. All right. Flavor. The important part. We going to Flavor Town? Yes. All right. <laughs> Similar to aroma. Same malt, ester, phenol, alcohol, and hop comments apply to flavor as well. Moderately malty, rich on the palate, which can have a sweet impression if bitterness is low. Usually moderately dry to dry finish, although maybe up to moderately sweet. Medium low to moderate bitterness, alcohol provides some of the balance to the malt. Generally malty rich balance, but can be fairly even with bitterness. The complex and varied flavors should blend smoothly and harmoniously. The finish should not be heavy or syrupy. Tastes like fruitcake. It kind of does. They call those dark, like, stone fruit flavors. There's um, definitely a lot of the dark cherry flavor in yeah, this. Yeah, I get, I, get, I get dark cherry, I get plum, I get raisin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a bready character in there with, a, like, a slight sweetness. I don't want more. You go for it. I'm gonna, hey, no, tip the glass. Tip the it's glass. It's fine now. No, it's not. You're still going to make it amount, explode no, all over your pants. the amount I'm putting in there, it's fine. <sighs> I don't know, man. Look at it grow. <laughs> it's growing. Oh, no, you're right. <laughs> there wasn't um, a lot left. Finish is pretty dry. Yeah. If it, um, there's, It's plum. Um, the bitterness is there. If you're looking for it. So, I mean, it's definitely a moderate uh, moderate bitterness or medium-low, maybe. Way, medium way low. on the back end after it dries out, though, there's there's almost a a bit of nuttiness, which they didn't mention anything about, but... Mm, I'm not getting the nuttiness. I think it might be the, I think it might be the peppery uh, maybe. phenols. Oh, like, are, so... Mistake. Here's here's the here's the thing that's mouth. gotten me. The first four or five sips were great. Yeah. And now I have Belgian overload. And now I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> I still like it. It's I the Belgian yeast. Uh, maybe if I wash it down with some bananas, we'll be okay. <laughs> Here you go. Give that a go. <sighs> All the potassium a growing boy needs in this glass right here. <laughs> I wonder if there's any potassium in my beer. Is there potassium in you? I I like uh, I like this one. I think it fits the flavor profile for sure. No, it definitely does. Um, so that's it, it's just not your style. No, and that's um, I mean, I uh, there's there's really like medium low bitterness though. Yeah, I mean it, it's. If you're looking for it, it's there. You yeah. can you can taste the hop character if you're looking for it. Yeah. There's a little bit of hop character. Uh, some of that malt balance does come from the alcohol, though. Yep. Well, and it, and and it definitely blends smoothly. I like, definitely taste like that, like we said with the aroma, the rose, the rose-like alcohol in the flavor. Right at the end of, like, the body of it, before right before it dries out, I'm getting that... Like that, like that that sip right there, um, like I was looking for the rose, and I got like a big like candied plum. <laughs> like, you've had candied plums, right? I I don't know that I've exactly had candied plums, but I've had candied fruit. And okay, I know yeah, what plums taste like yeah, okay, so. yeah, yeah. Like it was just like a big candied plum note, and then a little bit of spice. Yeah. 
No, there's there's definitely a rose like alcohol right. flavor in it. Well, let's talk mouthfeel, man, mm-hmm. before you finish your glass, because then I'll just have to give you half of mine. <laughs> Which you won't be too sad about, I don't think. <laughs> I'm gonna be real bummed about that. <laughs> All right, mouthfeel. I read, I read flavor. You read mouthfeel. I read flavor. I read flavor. I read flavor. You did? Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> no, I read flavor. Hang on, no, and we we can figure this out. I did. I don't believe you. Well, for all impression, aroma. Oh, yep. <laughs> High carbonation, but not sharp. Smooth, but noticeable alcohol warmth. Body can range from medium light to medium full and creamy. Most are medium bodied. Yeah, I will. Uh, I will agree with everything there. Yeah, um, this hits all of that. Like, yeah, it's there. You can definitely taste that this is ten percent. Yeah, I can also feel it in my nose right now, but <laughs> that's it's, because I haven't had dinner yet, and it's ten thirty. Yeah, there is that. Oh, yeah, it it hits those. There's not much more to say about it. Yeah. Um, Comments. Ah, oh, you got to do the fun part. <clears throat> Go for it. <laughs> Say digestible. Authentic Trappist <laughs> versions tend to be drier. Belgians would say more digestible <laughs> than Abbey versions, <laughs> which can be rather sweet and full-bodied. Traditionally, bottle condition or refermented in the bottle. In italics. The more you know... <laughs> Sometimes known as a Trappist quadruple, most are simply known by their strength or color designation. So, does this one? What does this one say? Does it say quad or anything on there? No, it's these just say this is the Trappistis Rochefort. Okay, well, and then then it has the ABV. Basically, is the number right? The, the it has the ABV. Belgian ale is what it says on the bottom, okay. but then they have six, eight, and ten, which would indicate kind of their their. Well, no, no, no. That that's the ABV. Like if you if you look at it, yeah, yeah. No, the eight. What? So well, the 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 eight. Like I think alcohol by weight, it's eight point something. It might be. And then, but but well, that's what I'm saying is with these the six, eight, and ten is the the eight's like the middle ABV of the three. Yeah. The ten's the higher one, and then the six is the lower one. Okay. I don't know exactly. I, you might be right. About I'm, that. I'm guessing. I don't it's, know exactly what these guessing. numbers mean, but I just know that with these three, I think they have. I think there's a twelve. I there might be, be a twelve. I could be wrong about that, but I think it's like a really rare one. One of the uh, but, one one of <clears> the uh, it's like the best beer in the world, like a, a bajillion years running. I don't know how long. Is it's been a lot. Uh, West Levelin twelve is a dark. Belgian uh, dark dark strong ale strong dark sure. ale. I don't remember how what, what I and I'm I might have I might be mistaken, but I I think I saw a twelve. Somewhere. No, there might be a twelve. I and I think it was purple. I think and they have a different color for each number too. The red is this. There the six is a red. Like oh, so yeah, I would have put the higher one at the red. Like warning, warning. Yeah, I think it's like six is red, eight is green. 10 is blue, and I want to say 12 is purple. So they get kind of like a darker color. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Uh, History. 
Most versions are unique in character, reflecting characteristics of individual breweries, produced in limited quantities, and often highly sought after. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got. Yeah, that is all you got. You get all the big paragraphs this time. I get all the big paragraphs every time. That's not true. Because we do this in the same order every time. <laughs> Characteristic ingredients. Belgian yeast strains prone to production of higher alcohols, esters, and sometimes phenolics are commonly used. Impression of a complex grain bill. Although... Impression of a complex grain bill, although many traditional versions are quite simple, with caramelized sugar syrup or unrefined sugars and yeast providing much of the complexity. Sazer type... English type or Syrian Goldings hops commonly used. Spices generally not used, if used, kept subtle and in the background. I feel like you don't need to add spices with a lot of Belgian beers. No. Um, unless you're not, unless you want different characters than what you're going to get from the yeast. From the yeast. Yeah. Uh, like but then you should just use yeah. a different Belgian yeast. Yeah. Well, use a cleaner yeast and then maybe add in the characters that you want. Yeah. Because then, I mean, then it might be a little bit more controllable than the phenols. Yeah. But I don't know. It, that'd be an experiment that we'd have to do. Yeah. Um, like maybe maybe brew up a batch of Belgians, split it into, uh, you know, like three or four different carboys and yeah. pitch different Belgian yeasts and see... <clears throat> What kind of stuff we got out of it? But we could do an ex- experiment sometime. Well, that's what we're going to do after the Every Style Challenge right. is the experiment challenge. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Style comparison: like a larger double with a fuller body and increased malt richness. Not as bitter or hoppy as a triple, but of similar strength. Mm. Give me those vital stats. Mm. The best part: IBUs twenty to thirty-five. SRM should be 12 to 22. OG should be 1075 to 1110. FG should be 1010 to 1024. ABV of 8 to 12%. No these, pussy sub 8 beers in it. <laughs> well, these, these ranges are pretty wide, too. They are, but they're on the upper end. Yeah. They're all, they're all on the higher end of yeah. everything, but... Well, not the IBUs, but they, they're pretty wide ranges because if I remember our last, the beer we brewed last week, the, Goza the was, SRM was four to five. You know, it's it very was super, yeah, yeah. And like, we've been doing a few small range ones like that, and now we have some pretty big ranges, yep. which is kind of kind of nice because it gives us... Gives us some, some wiggle, wiggle room. <laughs> and to be completely honest, we need a little bit of wiggle worm. I mean, yeah. and uh, we're well, we're pretty good at what we do. We're aiming at a bigger but, target yeah. here, so we're more destined to fall into the category. <laughs> but we've had two Snatch failures one. so far. We have. And then we're going to rebrew those and make them non-failures. Yep. Until or unless we fail again, then we're going to rebrew it again. Because at first if you don't try or if at first if you don't succeed, try try again, I think is that. Yeah. That's how that goes. I need to have If we dinner. fail a third time, we're probably just going to give up though. You'll give up. Nah, our styles to give up after that many tries. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I don't know. The Department of Defense is going on 200 episodes and we haven't given up yet. We've failed 200 times. Yeah, but that's a show of failure. <laughs> that's true. 
That one's for failing. <laughs> uh, commercial examples. Uh, Ockel Extra Brune. Boulevard, the sixth glass. That one sounds real, like, like wizardy. Yeah, like the. It sounds like a glass. book title. Yeah, uh, Chimay Grand Reserve, uh, Gudin, Carlos Grand Crew of the Emperor. <laughs> that was a sentence. <laughs> uh, Roquefort Eight and Ten, a Saint Bernardus uh, Abbot Twelve. And West Veteran, 12. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, 8, I feel like, nails it. I think so, too. Which, I mean, was expected, but yeah. the past couple, we've been doing ones that weren't listed, and some of them hit the mark, some of them haven't. And yeah. And I'm, I'm happy that we have we were able to come across one that we yep. can... I'm really excited for next stuff. week's. Next week's is one of my favorite styles. And I'm pumped. We're doing English bitter, man. And that one's going to be a blast. I like English bitters. Me too. Me too. All right. Do we have anything else? That? Oh, yeah. We have a recipe. It's like, is there anything else that we need to do for this mm. episode? I'm looking at my notes. I'm like, man, we've done a beer that? mixture. <laughs> I took like a bunch of this and I put a little bit of this in. It's very good. You want to try it? No, I'm good. It's good. I'm good. I've had enough beer. Did you want some more of this? Sure. All right. I'm I'm doing a mixing lab here. All right. So uh, due to how this this episode landed, um, I had to actually come up with the recipe before the show. So I apologize about that. Um, And so I'm going to kind of go over what I have. And uh, if you have any tweaks or comments or things that maybe we should have done differently, let me know. Um, so for, for the fermentables for like our base, uh, I have 15 pounds of Pilsner malt, uh, Belgian. Uh, mm-hmm. and so the, when I was coming up with this, I started with what we had for the blonde. Right. Um, which was Pilsner and aromatic. And I just kind of upped those. So I did 15 pounds of Pilsner, two pounds of aromatic, uh, and then two pounds of Caramunic for color and a little bit more, uh, malt character. Mm-hmm. Like some of those caramels and stuff like that. Um, and then in the boil, uh, one pound of uh, Belgian candy sugar, uh, dark Belgian candy sugar, completely oh, sure. made from beets uh-huh. is what I ordered. So Beets. Some beet sugar. Get that in there. Because <laughs> we're going to go to Beet Fest. What? Well, it's odd. Never mind. So on our way to the beer fest the other day, I was like, so Pete, we're going to beat fest, right? And then I was getting mad at like brewers I knew. <laughs> like I'd go up to him and be like, where's your beats? <laughs> a few of them gave me like, a few of them were like, what? <laughs> Just because you felt like going to a beat fest? I don't know. Because, well, I mean, beat and beer, they're yeah, really they're close. close. I thought it was entertaining. Pete was laughing. <laughs> it was a good time. Uh, and then uh, bittering with uh, two ounces of Styrian Goldings at 60 minutes. Um, and then going to uh, use Belgian Strong Ale Yeast, 1388, as our uh, as our yeast to ferment this out. Uh, which gives us an OG of 1105. Um, a final gravity of 1020. Um... IBUs of 25 
and an ABV of about 11%. Woo! So we're going to be right in that range. And I'll drink most of it, probably. Well, I mean, we're going to have five gallons of it, so <laughs> that's a lot of bottles. Luckily, 11%. It'll age a little bit. Would you make any tweaks to this recipe? No. I looked it over before we came, too, and it looked good to me. Okay. So... Yeah, um, yeah, I, th- I th- like we're we're smack dab in the middle of the SR, or well, we're kind of towards the high end of the SRM range, um, but and we're shoot, or we're kind of aiming towards the high end of the ABV range. Yeah, but I think I think we should be like because we've been we've been shooting under a little bit, right? Well, it's it's a moving target. Like sometimes we're we're way under, sometimes we're way over, and I gotta... yeah, but if you if we're if our ABV is ending at eleven on there, and we have an eight to twelve, I mean, yeah, no, we'll be okay. To sh- to overshoot by one whole percent is actually pretty big. Yeah, so I doubt we'll overshoot yeah. the ABV. What I really want is the is the temperature to stabilize outside, so we can really dial in. Yeah, because um, I feel like that's been part of our issue is yeah. like Wisconsin Springs. I don't know if you guys know anything <laughs> about this. But they're weird. Well, two days ago, it was 70, and it snowed today. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> and it's May 1st. Yes. <laughs> it was snowing. I woke up today because I, I, I was, we were busy last night. So I woke up at like 1 and looked out the window. I'm like, the fuck is that? It's snow. <laughs> Didn't need that. Didn't need that no. today. So, I mean, nothing stuck around, obviously, Mm-mm. but... That's that's kind of seventy. Like I think it was well, it Thursday was, was like seventy. Yeah, well, it was it was fifty degrees when I was brewing the Goza, um, and the beer before or the week before. I think we were brewing uh, in basically shorts and a t shirt. We were, yeah. Uh, it was, and it was, it was like, like 65, 70, 70 degrees. No, I think it, was, it got to 73 that yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was, I mean, it was a beautiful day. Yeah. And our efficiency that day was through the roof. Yeah. Like that's, we ended And up then today was, the high was 40 and we had snow. Yeah. On May 1st. So, that's. That's, that's well, Wisconsin Springs. Yeah. Like it's, once, uh, once summer rolls around, we should have a much more consistent. For about uh, two months. Well. And then we're back into this weird weather where it decides it wants to be four. Well, uh, I take that June back. through August. Yeah, June through August. We'll so three okay. months. Three months. Yeah. And then we're back into this up and down, yep. all around stuff. So where well, falls almost even more finicky. Where you'll have frost on the ground in the morning, and then it'll, it'll get be to eighty degrees. 80. <laughs> September's a weird month here. It's a great month to camp in. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's see here. I think that brings us to the end of our show, right? Yeah, we're pretty much done. All right, guys. If you'd like to support this madness, uh, head on over to patreoncom studios or be, uh, click on the become a patron link at the bottom of our homepage at blindnewsstudios.com. If, you have any, or if you're going to do any Amazon shopping, head on over to blindnewsstudios.com. Click on the Amazon link at the bottom of the homepage and help support us. Uh, basically, click on that link. You your Amazon shopping as normal, and then we get a bit of a kickback from Amazon. Every dollar helps. It it really helps us out. Um, brewing all these beers, not going to lie, it gets expensive. Uh, so. Yeah. If you like the con- uh, the content that you're that you're hearing, uh, please help help us 
Um, if you guys want to brew along with us, head on over to bindingstudios.com uh, and click on the Homebrew Bound Show link, and you can find the list of beers that we're about to brew under the Every Style Challenge. Uh, you can find all of our past episodes and whatnot, and um, brew up with us. Uh, yeah. And if you'd like to send us some stuff on our contact page, we have all of our information there. Otherwise, contact us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, or email, uh, and we'll hook you up. So if you do want to contact us or you have any questions, comments, or show ideas, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnewstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash studios. You can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.